If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Hello, friends and bench warmers. We are three days removed, two days removed, recording this two days, and I think it'd be like four when you guys are listening to this on Thursday. Far into the bench, episode 133. I tried to do the Jim Nance thing. He's way better at it. That's why he's been broadcasting for a lot longer than I have. But Masters weekend, we had an epic collapse, which some of us might have predicted or been rooting for. Easter Sunday, you had the Masters uh, go on, and um, John Rahm wins the Masters championship, so we have to give Nico my co-host, a round of applause. Now, back-to-back in years picking the Masters champion. Sky kind of the, not a big deal, but kind of a big deal. No, no, it, no, it's I'm impressive. Not, it's impressive. It's a I nice bounce back after your March Madness tournament. No, Yeah, March Madness was horrendous for me. So getting my money back with the Masters and having a great Easter Sunday just watching the Masters, my family wanting to go outside because it's finally over 70 degrees here in Denver. So I'm like uh, – we can do it before the round ends, as long as we come back for the last three holes. So we, I watched the whole morning and then went to church, played a little pickleball because I may be actually really good at that, at that sport now because it's a lot because because I'm actually kind of filthy. And then um, watched the ending of that Masters uh, Masters uh, final round between Rami and, and Brooksy. So um, yeah, it was it was a it was a great Easter Sunday. I'll tell you that. That's not fair. You played tennis. Tennis players can't transition to pickleball. It's too easy. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of filthy at pickleball. pickleball is for the, the, the jokesters like me who could never play tennis a day in their life. That's what pickleball is for. And for like the old people that get mimosas on Saturday morning in my neighborhood. Shout out to anyone of you guys if you listen. It's funny. I walk Boomer past them every Saturday, and I'm like, there is a lot of champagne going on right now. A lot of champagne. These parents are feeling good. Balls are just flying back and forth. I don't know how those guys do it. Um, we had my two little second cousins. We have a two-and-a-half-year-old and now like a six-month-old, and they got to do their Easter egg hunt. And I don't know if you noticed that's this because I know you got your your little nephew too. But when you have the little kids around, Easter becomes – Easter had kind of chilled out for the last couple of years. We're all old. We don't do Easter egg hunts anymore, really. And now it's back in full swing, and I was like, gosh. I love love everything, but yeah, I just want to sit down. I just want to sit inside. It's hot. It's nice out. I get it. I'm going to get sunburnt. I haven't seen my skin has not seen sunlight in the last six months. I'm a wrestling coach. I don't go outside. Let's let's just hold off. But it also seems like summer's right around the corner. I mean, I sweated buckets today, buckets, and that's coming off of you know snow last week. So we're right back into the swing of things. Colorado weather. Everything is going the way that we all expect it to go. That's right? how Colorado is for those non-locals. I'll tell you that. It's it's. I was wearing a snow jacket to work on Thursday, and I played a round of golf on Saturday. Welcome to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> so golf courses are going to be overflowing the next couple of weeks because of the the way the weather's looking up. And no, it's it's great. We are presented by the Variety Sports Network here. I want to make sure that we get that in at Variety underscore Sports underscore. They did uh, shout us out the other day on Twitter, so be following us at FEOTB Pod and following the network. Uh, and guess what? I actually have updated uh, sponsorship information. So instead of just saying we'll get that, yeah. So <clears throat> you want you want one of the new ones? You want the new one? One of the new ones first? Give me one of the new ones. You're gonna like this one. Bet US. 
Okay, we do oh, have we a, a betting sponsor. We have a sports book. Yes, BetUS. Uh, if you download their app, go to their website, betus.com. Uh, we actually have a code for everyone. Let's see. Pulling it up now. Our code is VSN. Uh, VSN. So use code VSN when you d- go to bet on BetUS, and you'll get a nice little uh, starting wager to to get your gambling going. So we used to have a former betting book, sportsbook sponsor. We now have a new sportsbook sponsor through Variety Sports Network, BetUS, BetUS.com, and use promo code VSN, and you will get uh, some nice free money to start gambling with. So that is what we are presented by first off. And that is fitting. I know you didn't win it on BetUS, but you did win your bet like we mentioned. I, know, I did, I did, Jimmy. I did, Jimmy. Yeah, as as our did. sponsors are listening, yeah. if they are listening, I did win all that money on BetUS. All- um, all, all of it. So, we were, we were that good that we knew that that's what was going on before we even I'm, knew. What I'm, was I'm, tele- I'm telepathic. I used that that free money that we got through the VSN and threw it on 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 uh, Rombino over there to to win the Masters and at a plus seven eighty before Ryan and boy oh boy do we get another big payday. You love to see it, right? Running into the playoffs too. That's the momentum you need this time of the year, Jimmy. I got hockey playoffs. I got NBA playoffs to bet on. I may even, spring, may even sprinkle a little bit NFL draft uh, uh, betting odds a little bit here and there, you know, to oh. see what it is. And I'm only going to use on BetUS. BetUS is uh, the official sportsbook sponsor of this podcast now and of the Variety Sports Network. Also, um, if you are listening on the day this comes out, I will actually be going over on to uh, – got to give a proper shout-out, but I am going on another VSN show, Birds at Bush. Uh, I went on their show Wednesday night. As you're listening to this, go back to the Variety Sports Network YouTube channel and check out my appearance there. I'm talking Rockies, and guess what? I get to talk about the Rockies beating the the stupid Cardinals, bitch. Yeah. Nolan yeah. 0 for 4. Is it, is it October already for Nolan? Oh, boy. Stuff? We are just throwing yeah, shots across well, the bat. Don't steal my Hall of Fame third baseman, and then we won't have a problem. That's That's what I got for all you St. Louis fans. No. Uh, we really appreciate being a part of the network, and we wanted to make sure that we get out that information. We'll have a couple more sponsors throughout the rest of the show. Uh, I'm sure we'll so here's, be on some NBA playoff shows with Fat Boy 2 coming up. Obviously, yep. we're, we're a little early in scheduling all these because the plans are still going on. So we'll figure all that and release all that too. It's going to be – you're going to want to be subscribed to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the Variety Sports Network YouTube channel. I'm sure I'll be doing live – playoff reactions you'll probably be up you'll jump on for the avalanche um no we got a lot of this is where it's going to start picking up right before we get into summer break then we can have a little bit of a breather start doing we're sleeping sleeping yes that's something that i'm vaguely familiar with at this point and i like to do more of it but i don't have the time in my day uh here's a philosophical question for you nico if a tree falls on the masters do you move out of the way? Ooh, what, if two, what if two oh, trees Jimmy. fall? What that, if two that trees, is a, do you move out of the way? For, first of all, I'd let a branch hit me. I would not let the whole tree fall on me. But my God, you could become a member. I hope, Look, I would have took a fall. I'll be honest with you. I probably would have took a fall. If, 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 I, if I was there on – I think it was on Friday or maybe it was Saturday. When I the think tree it was – no, it was um, – I know it might have been Saturday, yeah. Either, either way, I would have took a foul so hard and been like, fuck, I need emotional damage. You have to let me play here every year now for the rest of my life, once every year for the rest of my life. I, I mean, uh, look, I, I, I theoretically, no, I don't want to get injured. But hypothetically, yes. 
uh, get me to play, get me to play Augusta just once in my life, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Like, like, just, like, like literally, if that fell on me, I wouldn't ask for much. I maybe, I maybe say, can I get a membership? They tell me no. Okay, can I play Augusta just once? Then they'll be like, probably yes. And I'm like, all right, that's good enough for me. And I would have took it. Have you seen uh, Friday? I'm not the, seen with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. The guy goes into the store and falls. Like, oh, your floor was wet. I slipped and fell. It's gonna owe you six million dollars. That, that's what it's gonna cost you. That's, that's I'm not what, gonna sue. I'm not gonna sue Augusta. Just, just, just give me yeah, a tea don't. time. Just don't, give me a tea because time. I feel like with the give way me a tea time works, maybe a replica green jacket. We're good. We're good. <laughs> well, they don't have to. They have re- replica green jackets. They sell plenty of those. Um, I definitely want to talk about what I heard about the pro shop. I it's the first time that I'm hearing about that. A million dollars an hour, ten million dollars a day. I'd fucking, I'd fucking. And it all gets shipped back to where you live. Like you don't have to take it. Is this the perfect setup? It's, it's, it's here's the, the most, here's my question. Perfect, most how many setup. bodies, how many bodies does the, whoever the group that controls Augusta national, because you know, these big governing bodies have a lot of secrets. How many bodies have they buried? Cause it's pristine. They don't have a broadcasting deal. They have like a handshake agreement with CBS. That's why they don't have to have commercials. They don't have a broadcast. That's why it's streamed on ESPN too. Like yeah, it's, it, it's only half on they ESPN want, and half on CBS. Like it's the they only want thing the dual platforms, but that way, like Augusta National controls everything. No broadcasting deal, so they don't have to say if they say anything they don't want to. Augusta's just like, oh, I guess the Masters aren't on TV this year, and that's that's what it and, is. And, they don't, and then and then they just do it on their own app where everyone can download it and just do it on their own way where they can sell it for free because that's what anyone can do. Literally anyone. If you downloaded the Masters app, you didn't have to sign in. You didn't have to do anything. All you had to do was click on it and then like, oh, shit, there's live golf right there. Now I can watch yeah. this shot back. I can watch that shot back. They don't – like like they, they it is the most prestigious tournament in the world for that reason. No phones. Um, your gear gets shipped to you that you buy. I mean – like it's it's it costs four dollars for a hot dog, not four dollars. That was like two dollars for a hot dog. That's four dollars yeah. for their chicken oh, salad sandwich. That oh man, imagine those prices at stadiums these days. Oh, it's 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 up to fifteen dollars for a hot dog at, at Coors Field nowadays. Like it's that uh, bad. Two dollars? You kidding me? Oh God, there's it's beautiful. No, no, no one does it like a Augusta. I'm hoping one day that I can I can be there. But damn. The only thing I would like, they should have one hole like they have at the Waste Management. I know it's totally different tournaments. Like, can't compare Augusta, all the golf heads that are listening to me. Can't compare Augusta to the Waste Management. There should be one hole where you're allowed to just be fucking raunchy. And the guys, uh, when they uh, make the post, I know, I know. It's, it's, too, too, it's too country club. It's too stuffy. They barely even let women compete, or do they even let women compete at Augusta anymore? At, at uh, uh, I, I think there's a women's women's tournament there too. I but that's I'm very gonna... recent, like oh. within the last five years. That's how good old boysy this whole thing is, and it's it's prestigious. And John Rom, that was what had eluded him for a while. He is for a golfer. He's in some of the best shape. <laughs> <laughs> that I've seen on tour, just and not even like he doesn't look like he's all jacked up, gonna beat you up. How, how, yeah, how do you want to call best shape? Because he's not what you not doesn't look. He, like he hit speak. the ball just as far on uh, Sunday he he as he does. did on Thursday. That's the only reason. That's how you measure a golfer's stamina or or how in shape they are. How seriously did you take this tournament? And we knew going in that Brooks was going to be at a disadvantage. He hasn't played seventy two holes in a year. 
I don't, I don't know. His, 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 uh, his, uh, put a booty on Netflix girl, maybe giving him 72 holes, um, all season long, but you know, uh, uh, pause on that. But yeah, 54 holes is not something, um, live guys are used to. It's, it's funny that two of the top five are obviously live guys, which is something we'll talk about here in a little bit. We'll fail too. Um, but like I said, look, Brooksy came out and said, um, if he, if he was playing like this before signing with live, there's a good chance he probably would have left. Because because look, Brooksy was not healthy, and and he went. He didn't know how well his health was gonna 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 um, make gonna elongate for X amount of years. He saw a bag, and he, he went and got it. Plain and simple. Um, he now will have to pay four hundred million dollars out of that contract if he ever decides to come back to uh, the PGA. Um, but like I said, look, it was it was a good showing from Brooks. Look, he absolutely choked. He he, he struggled at the end. Um, but I wouldn't just put it on the choke child. I would put it on Rom just never never quitting, right? Like like Rom yeah, knew yeah. Rom smelled blood in the water. Like I, I believe it was hole nine when 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 it was a it was a two point swing with Brooksy uh, bogeying and 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 Rom uh, Rom getting the birdie. He smelt it right away, and and once he and he, he attacked. Uh, that's he one did. thing that John D- or R- Rombino, as I was calling him, it's it's Rambo Rombino, whatever you want to fuck to call it. Rom was doing it those last back nine was he just came out just ready to roll and said, "I'm fucking going out to win this. I'm not coming here to to, to lose." And Brooksy was playing to lose at those last nine holes, and or last last eighteen, sorry, because the last nine actually wasn't too bad for Brooks. But Rom came out to win the Masters, win that green jacket, and it showed on it showed why he, why he won it psychologically it makes a difference being the guy that's in the lead trying not to blow it and being the guy that's you know exactly what you have to get to like brooks in his mind when he got that bogey bogey he was saying in his head all i want to do is get this part just get this part make it three point three three strokes instead of four make it three strokes instead of four and then you fuck up and now you instead of a part you get a bogey and it's that mental thing ticking back i learned this over the weekend that I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if you know. John Rahm's mental coach is a former bomb technician in like the military or some kind of law enforcement. Which it seems like it's a little he's bit ridiculous, but he's person. just Boss yeah. Because was, yeah. his his mental coach was a guy that used to have to be that calm and collected. Otherwise, it meant his he's losing digits or a hand or an arm disarming some bomb. Like it's a big. And, and, that's and one he, of the major shifts that we've seen in all across sports. Like the mental I, I, coaches. And sports psychologists have really taken it to another level. And not just across sports, but Rom especially. Like Rom, Rom was a guy that has is is not is, is not the most calm person. He's not Scotty by all means. He's eccentric, right? He he likes to get excited. He gets hyped up when he gets a good shot. Like he he doesn't sit there and just sit. But he knows when he needs to lock in, he locks in, right? Like he he knows when it's time to flip that switch, he flips the switch. And, and Rom's had the sight on sight set on that green jacket, and man. What what a what a hell of a performance, right? What a hell of a performance. He knew after look, we can talk about the funny story with Zach Gertz here in a little bit too. Um, but he uh, like like after four putting the first hole and then coming back all that way and 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 getting yourself in a position where you're your last group on Sunday and you are seeing you you see the sights and you see a guy that has not played seventy two holes in what two months, month and a half, two months since the players. So it's been a long time since he's done that. You've done that multiple every every other weekend. So it, he, he he was ready to rumble, and, and and Rom just put on a show. Yeah, and I I gave a little jab towards everything, but I mean 
the venue it works so much better at this time this is i know we had the weird masters that was in the fall while we were doing the show but it's a better tournament it's a better product even though they had to cancel on saturday and, and push holes till extra holes till sunday it was still like with all the weather, with all the rain, wouldn't have really been able to tell. The greens were unforgiving like they normally are. They roll and roll forever, which is why Bryson DeChambeau can't play at this golf course. And yeah, I think overall, like, I don't know if it's the most exciting Masters finish that we've seen. There was no playoff. I think that's what everybody was hoping for. But it was a successful tournament. And you got a few cool different stories out of it. The trees falling, uh, the the weather being canceled, the live guys, like you said, I guess we could talk about that now. The live guys actually did make a decent, decent showing. Decent. Well, who's the one guy that plays like slower than molasses that, that everybody Patrick was pissed Cantley. at? Is Patrick he a Cantley. live guy? I don't think he's a live guy. I think he's actually a PGA guy, but no, it, it, it was, it was, that was horrendous. I mean, Victor Hovland, who was, who was his, who was his partner on in front of Brooks and John, when you see a guy t- like hitting a get hitting his uh, um hitting his approach not his approach shot what the fuck is it called his uh, chip shot while you are still crossing the bridge at thirteen like like that 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 on a band corner like come on man I mean I, <laughs> I, I it was terrible it was terrible and and Victor Hovland tried to send a message but when a guy's doing that. Like, look, I'm not going to say maybe he had money under the table on John to win, and maybe that was helpful for John. But it, the question comes up, right? Like, why the hell were you taking this long? You were – he was five shots back of the lead. Like, it would have took a Herculean effort, and maybe he thought he could. That's why he was taking so long. Maybe he was just trying to soak it in. But, I mean, it, it did not help at all. No, it didn't. And it's just another, like, Brooks is not the, the requisite golfer. He doesn't really enjoy all of that. And making him stay out there longer than he needs to, not being able to let him play at his own pace, that definitely got into his head. And Brooks is a guy that if you get into his head, he is very beatable, very talented, good golfer. I'm not taking any of that away from him. I just – it's the head 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 game that gets him. That's where he's not as – pause, uh, total pause. The, did not mean to say that phrasing, but you know what I'm talking about. Um Phil Mickelson, the live guys. Let's talk about them, and then we can uh, wrap up the Masters. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, look, Phil, I mean, my God. Uh, Phil Phil missed the cut for the last, like, three uh, um, three live tournaments. Like, he, he he's barely shooting under 90. Like, like, that's how bad he's been recently. I don't know what uh, uh, brought, brought this on. Maybe it was the fact that John Rahm, who, who's an ASU guy, Arizona State guy, and, and Mickelson, I believe – uh, his brother was the coach at, at ASU. Like they have that yep. relationship. Maybe, maybe seeing Rom do that well um, got him fired up, and maybe it was a, his time to show. But my God, if you if you would have told me that the the highest uh, 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 the high the high the person who the former champion to finish the highest on the uh, on the leaderboard, if you told me it would be Phil Nicholson, I'd be like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, that is a stupid ass bet. I would have told you probably Scotty, maybe maybe Jordan. Um, uh, maybe a couple of those other guys, but not Phil. <laughs> By all means, not Phil. And 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 look for for look. Phil's always been compared to one guy, and it's, it's Tiger. Tiger obviously had a tough performance. He makes a cut, twenty fifth straight cut, uh, or maybe it's twenty fourth straight cut at the Masters all time record. Incredible. I'm glad he was able to keep that. But the man could not 
stand up on his two feet when it got cold. So it was it was much needed that he had to, he had to um, not have not not was not able to complete it. But him and Tiger, like you said, those are the two faces of golf for the last twenty years, right? When you think about golf, it's those two: it's Lefty, it's Tiger. Plain and simple, like then everyone else you fill in between. And what like what what Phil showed is like. Golf, you can play until you're fucking 80. It's plain and simple. There's a reason why those country club sports like pickleball, tennis, golf can be played forever. Um, but to play at this level, it's impressive. It's funny because he obviously had a um, he had his had his a uh, live team logo on his sweatshirt and 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 his hat. So it was it was a little funny that that happened. But look, kudos to, kudos to Lefty. Absolutely kudos to Lefty. It's impressive and. Uh, there's you can say all you want he's not the best public speaker and and handled the live transition about as poor as anybody could <clears throat> he does he's going to continue to play in this tournament as long as he's able to play well in the tournament and i, I think a couple of years ago too i don't i don't know if it was the year that tiger won it last but i think a few years ago we were talking about phil like where the fuck did he come from this guy has been absolute dog shit for the rest of the tour. Yeah, he comes out in Augusta, and all of a sudden it's lights out. He's like, yeah, oh, give he, me your Saudi won, Arabian money. He won the – what was it, U.S. Open, or maybe it was yep. the players. Yeah. One of the two, two championships in 2021. And it was and, and it was like a year after Tiger, or maybe two years after Tiger won the Master. We were like, holy fuck, who, how are these old guys doing this? Yeah. Like, you're like, when when are we going to transition to the next generation? This makes Gosh. no sense. So so look, kudos to Phil. It, it's funny, obviously, with the live stuff, but look, he there's no doubt how well he played on Sunday. He did play very well. And, and maybe uh, it was also because he played with Spieth. Spieth obviously is a homie with, with, with the uh with the Ryder Cup. So the two good friends that played on a lot of Ryder Cup pairings way back when. So maybe that helped him on Sunday. But I mean, Phil, good for lefty. It was very good showing for him. It was a very good tournament overall, like I was saying, but um, anything else that you want to touch on before we move and start talking about the that was that was the main pieces. Obviously, look uh, before we move on, we got to talk about this amateur Sam Bennett. I mean, great yeah. one of the best finishes by an amateur in the last like eighty some odd years. Like it's it's been a long, long ass time. Augusta has obviously has the amateur um, the, the amateur side of it that makes it so so awesome, so cool. And look, he was the last three three groups on Sunday. That's the last time an answer does has done that, I believe, was like 2007, 2008. It's been a long time. So it was a great performance. The guy, the guy said, I, I'm not going to play because he is. Look, he, when you finish top five or top 10 or whatever he was, um, you get invited to, to the PGA, you get invited to all these other tournaments. I said, nah, I got, I'm going to go carry my bag at, at, at the Texas University of Texas Invitational next weekend. I'm not going to go to the RBC. So he's currently, this weekend, carrying his own bag after finishing top five at the, at the Masters, carrying his own bag back in college um, at one of the university's tournaments. So, look, good for Sam Bennett. The dude looks like Debo, or not Debo, uh, Dabo Sweeney um, with, 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 a, with a goatee, which is very funny. But, look, it was, it was a hell of a performance. So one of the best stories out of the weekend. There's a there's a philosophical question to wrap up this segment. If you're an amateur and you f- are on the cusp of winning the Masters, do you forfeit your amateur status as you make the walk to 18? I don't. I, I mean, I mean, because if, if I, you I, don't, you can't collect the prize money. No, no. Yeah, you can with with the NIL. You do whatever uh, the fuck you want now. 
They, they can win as much money as they fucking I want. I feel like that was, I don't, maybe they were just making the debate to make the debate. I heard like a lot of people discussing the Masters be like, yeah, well, what would you, what, what would you do? Because he either has to give up his status or accept the prize money. Maybe it's a dumb question. I, I, way, I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably just slid him some stuff under the table for doing that good. And the sponsors Nico. and everything. I think, I think he'll be fine. But that never happens. No. That never happens. Never happens in sports. Never. Stuff. Oh my goodness. I can't believe you advocated for this on that show. Ah, how are we going to continue to have this great Bet US sportsbook sponsor if we keep being unethical with our practices? Yeah, I, I'm sure it happened. Uh, let's go to start talking about the NHL playoffs because do you, do you want to cover the UFC slightly? Oh, oh yes, with, UFC, with, with, UFC, the main event Izzy, really. Yeah, the, the Izzy, the Izzy knockout was one for the ages. I mean, oh, he was getting his ass whooped up until that point. He was getting just like how we were talking about with Perea last last fight he's is these two guys are they're very evenly matched, not evenly matched skill wise, but when they fight each other, it's one guy is kicking the shit out of the other until one small opening. You give one tiny minuscule little thing, a right hand comes straight down the pipe, all of a sudden you're slumped. You're slept in front of however many millions of people that watch that. Joe Rogan screaming his ass off at cage side. And then <laughs> did you see the, the post fight interview where he was explaining his little celebration with yeah. between him and Pehe's son after their first fight? Yeah, I was I mean, look, it is kind of funny. Look, I I'm I'm all for talking shit, like we said last week with Angel Reese yeah, and yeah. Clark. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But but I mean you you wanna you wanna act dead after knocking out dude? You look the kid is what? Five years, six years older, seven years older than when he was. Like, like, calm the fuck down, kid. Like, like you were a kid then. We are. Not, we don't need to be crying about that. I mean, look, is it a little distasteful? Sure, whatever. But I, it, it's it, you. You want to talk yeah. shit? You better be able to get it back. And you're gonna learn at a young age about that, pal. Um, I had no problem with it. I, I, I think that look, what, watching those two men walk to the cage, I've never seen that 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 zone before. Those two, those two guys' faces. Like I, I, Izzy usually has these crazy entrances, all these different things. He he comes out to the fucking uh, headstrong. He he walks out the headstrong, where all he's just is singing, and 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 is determined. The dude doesn't take his eyes off of Pereira from the second that he steps to the octagon. I I cannot believe the the, the magnitude of that fight and the the intenseness of that fight because it. It had all the makings of it, and look, Izzy had a good, 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 uh, or 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 not Izzy. I think it was DC that said this. Brewer could kick ass at a light heavyweight. That was a big motherfucker, massive he's, motherfucker. That's where he's probably going next. Honestly, and, I don't think that he, he's gonna mess around anymore in middleweight. I, I, I mean, that's gotta be a tough cut. You could go there and be the new light heavyweight guy for a while because. Like I said Brahashka has been injured. That light heavyweight division is 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 up for grabs, right? I, I, there's a current champion, but I can't think of the name off the tip of my head, tip of my tongue. But I, you can go up and you can get yourself a position where you're you're the guy light heavyweight. Like this is Izzy's division, plain and simple. Izzy has beaten every opponent in the top six by a finish, I think it was, or something along those lines. I, like he has beaten every single person. Like like, like who's who, and he's just going to collect checks. And knock out whoever the next guy is. They'll probably have a quote-unquote trilogy just for the hell of it. But honestly, I think Izzy could probably do it again because of prayer. Now is now swimming in and now Izzy's swimming in prayer's head that he can do that to you because that had never been done before. Before it was prayer swimming in Izzy's head. 
because he could never beat him. That's the boogeyman. That's the guy that you've never been able to beat. Now it's flipped, right? Like, oh, fuck, he's got my number. He can knock me out. I didn't think he had this power. I think he had to I, – I thought he had to go to five rounds with me to beat me. And he can now – you know the power he has and can see that he will be able to knock you out. You can see that it's it's a different level, and, and those two, I mean, <clears throat> I think that Pahea was planning on going up. I have the division rankings pulled up. So in middleweight, now Izzy's going to be one. But then after him, you kind of have all of the usual suspects. I'd assume that Marvin Vittori, he has to probably win another fight before, but he'd get be next oh, in line gosh. because we've already seen Izzy and, and Robert Whitaker and – I don't. We've I don't know if they're interested in him and Kelvin. I, I yeah, mean, well, Kelvin is not even close to title contention anymore. <laughs> Kelvin's a a gatekeeper on the prelim show now. That's that's how far he's fallen off. But that fight with Izzy was just an absolute middleweight classic. That's it the is, money fight. That's the only money fight for him. Plain and simple, right? It's the only money fight. And, and to be honest with ourselves, the only unless he wants to go try to go back up to light heavyweight. I, look, in my opinion. I saw this scenario, and I think it's magnificent. Pereira, go up to light heavyweight. Get, get the title. Izzy kicks the ass for a couple more or a year or so. Then you have the possibly the biggest champion versus champion fight in UFC history with the trilogy between Pereira and Izzy go head-to-head for a double champ. I, I mean, or, or Izzy double champ or whatever it may be. Like it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy, that type of fight for the trilogy. But like I said, I – I don't know. That's the money fight. Like, there's no other fight in his top six. Like, what was Hamzat top ten now? I think that's his division, right? Or is he the division below? They he is. I believe he is middleweight. Um, he's not top ten yet. But that is uh, the analysis I've heard is that whoever has the middleweight title for the next however long is just keeping it warm for Hamzat because yeah. once they can, they're going to push him that far oh, against Izzy they're gonna and push Dehaya, him. They're gonna push No. Him. If Hamza fights Izzy or Pahea, he's going to absolutely rip their heads off, rip their arms off, and beat them to death with them. You're not going to not have that guy take you down, especially because Izzy and Pahea don't fucking train wrestling. They're idiots that way. They think that they're kickboxing against to keep them out of trouble. No. And if you get wrestled, you get beat. Look what Jan did to Izzy. I I don't know. That's probably my bias a little bit, but stand up pales in comparison to being able to dictate where the fight goes. I don't know. The last couple of fights I've seen from Hamza, I'm not impressed at all. The dude tried to stand up. And the, the, the dude tries to stand up. He can't fucking hold a jocks, sniff a jock up to Izzy and Pereira. Right? He can't hold a, hold a jock to them. So they're a stand-up game. Obviously, he's a much better guy on the ground. Much better. Um, but like I said, if he wants to start getting pretty, like he has been his last couple of fights and, 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 and winning by decisions and not just going out and dominating, then then he'll probably get his ass whooped because he'll try to be the knockout guy, try to be the big name guy. Look, Hamza needs to needs to take a page out of uh, Makachev and Habib's playbook. You just need to fucking do what you're good at and whoop some shit with it. Because if you do that, you're good. If you try to stand up with Neil Magny, you'll you'll win a split decision by a third round that you probably shouldn't have won. Like like that's that's where Hamza's at in his career. If he wants to shit like that, Izzy will knock his ass out so quick. So quick. You want to wrestle, then you'll have a chance. But if Hamza wants to be determined and not want to be a pretty boy, then we'll, then, then then he can have a chance at this title. 
Yeah, I for middleweight, I'm not necessarily super interested. I'm I'm more interested to see what happens with John Jones moving forward. I want to see what happens in welterweight now that Leon Edwards has cemented his his status. Um, but I'm sure Rev was all excited. Our our guest that we've had on quite a few times, our quote MMA expert Rev Coca is his fellow countryman, the Nigerian brother was able to to get himself back on track. I he was the only one to be able to get himself on back on track, right? Francis gone. Yeah. He he he's he's apparently expecting way too much money right now and no one's signing him. Not one, not pride, not boxing. People are like, no, you're not fucking worth this much amount of money. <laughs> are yeah. you kidding me? No. Biggest freak show that we've seen in in fifteen years and nobody's got him signed. Like and, and, and he's learned that. the hard way that 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 you, you gotta be able to promote yourself. And right now Francis's last fight was the most boring as fucking heavyweight fight in history. I mean, not the boringest. Obviously, Frank Mir and Brock Lesnar have a, have a right to say it about talking about that. But I, it, it was, I mean, he wrestled, and, and, and no one was like, why the fuck are you wrestling? You won the fight, cool. But there's a reason why John Jones knocking a dude or, or, or putting, putting a zero gun in a head, head, uh, a head crank um, is exciting because it's John fucking Jones. He'll sell tickets. And Ganu Strip is not selling the tickets currently. And there's a reason why he's not signed. And then obviously Usman losing his belt and then not and then getting the rematch and losing again. Right? Like it's good for Izzy at least to get back on the top of that throne because it was not looking good. Yeah, we went from three African born UFC champions now just back down to the We were down to zero. Just and then back down to, to one. one. Yeah. We're at we were at zero for a, a little bit. Um, we'll keep an eye on some of the UFC events, obviously over the summer, that's probably going to be a majority of what we talk about. Cause that's when their business starts to pick up. Um, <clears throat> but I think we're, we're ready to talk playoff hockey. I'm ready for the Stanley cup playoffs. I'm very prepared. I'm going to have to go get some caffeine pills, put in my water bottles at school because I'm staying up and I'm watching all of these games, whether the abs are, are on or not. I love, I love playoff hockey. I especially love avalanche playoff hockey. Let's get into it. I think we should start with some of the milestones. One, Connor McDavid. Uh, well, he he just did something. Yeah, 150 points. That only there's only been like nine, ten, ten others. First first guy since Mario Lemieux to do this back in the 1990s. And if you look up this record in the NHL record books, the first eight are all Wayne Gretzky. It's Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and now Connor McDavid. No, young and, listeners. That's not the that's not the last name of the Super Mario Brothers uh, on the new movie that came out. That's Mario Lemieux. That Mario Lemieux, the, the, the legend, great, the Pittsburgh legend, um, great before Sid. Before Sid, it was Mario, the guy who saved the first guy who saved the Pittsburgh Penguins franchise, and then saved it again when he became part owner, and then came back to play with Sid, and now has won four Stanley cups for that city. Yeah. He, that was the last guy to ever do it. Connor McDavid for as much as he's paid attention to as much as we talk about him for probably wanting to be out of Edmonton. I'm interested because it's, this has not been a very big news. No, no big celebration outside of like NHL circles. The only thing that we're really talking about is, Oh yeah, that's cool. McDavid scored 150. We expect that. Really? You expect that? Nobody scores 150 unless you're sitting on your mom's couch in your basement. Shout out no. to all my fellow basement dwellers, but that's that doesn't happen ever. No, it, does, it does not happen, and that the same I believe it's or it happened the night after, or or yeah, because it happened on Tuesday instead of David did it on Sunday. Boston fucking setting the points record, oh, right? Boston, I mean, yeah, 133 I, points. Like you want to talk about look. 
I think one of the greatest regular seasons of all time, just sports seasons of all time, was the 2016 NBA season. Right? You had you had uh, the Warriors break the break the 73 and nine record. Right? You had LeBron coming back from three one in the finals. You had Kobe's last game where he put up 60. Right? Like in terms of level of of holy shit, what the fuck happened that year? Like we're we're approaching that, ladies and gentlemen. Very much so this year with the NHL because the amount of points that are just being obliviated, obliterated, whatever, uh, fucking uh, obliterated, 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 wow, I obviously do not know how to talk today. Obliterated is just crazy, just crazy, right? The Avs even have their first fucking 200-point score since 2001. Like, like we are seeing an unprecedented level of hockey nowadays that is so great for the sport, so great for the growth of it. That, like I said, do we look? Boston, Boston broke the all-time record for points, and we're still sitting here like, ah, oh, they probably they still can lose in the first, second round. Like, I, I, I would not be surprised at that. That's how good the NHL is right now, and and how good this league is. Even even if they do, I mean, yeah, this. They have the tried and true regular season record because it was 132 points was the previous one set by the Canadians in 76 77. So which, that is, which, which I'm pretty sure was like fucking 12 teams. So they're, yeah, they're but they enough. still Either they way, still had so a ton crazy, of games. Yeah. They the the Canadians that season finished with a record of 68 and 12. The Bruins this year are 64 12 and five. I think that you one you're playing against better competition, the speed of the game, it's a much more skilled game and two that is a lot of game more games that they play and a lot more different players, different variations that you see. Uh I still can't fucking every time you want to go and praise them, they have somebody do some stupid shit. This time it's another Marshawn headshot and I really hope if we do get to play Boston in the playoffs, which I'm Knocking on wood because I don't want to jinx nothing. It is a long ways away. But if we somehow do, I just want to see everyone take a run at that fucking guy. Everyone. I know that he's not going to – he doesn't have the balls to stand up and fight anybody. But I just want – I'll tell you that. There will be some people in the playoffs. You think fucking Tampa is going to sit down? No. You think Toronto, if they get there, miss it down? Probably. But, like, a lot of the other these other teams, I mean, they got dudes. They got Trubas. They got the fucking – um, you, I, you name them, the 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 Brett Burns of the world. Don't run at this guy. They're like they're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna get punched. You can punk around uh, fucking Detroit all you want. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about hockey in Detroit since the last twenty years. So if or not uh, twenty years, fifteen years, whatever it was. If Truba's the one that takes him out, it would be like hiring Voldemort to kill Darth Vader. Because I hate both of those guys so much. And I really don't know which one's worse. I honestly, with his history against us, I'd probably honestly want to see Truba get hit first before Marshawn. But you're, you are very right. And we said that last week too. The East, the defense lines that you see in the East this year are just going to be absolute Mack trucks. It's going to be a meat grinder to get out of your neutral zone. Yeah, goaltending. Because, by the way, if the Islanders, so let's go ahead and let's talk about it. The Islanders hold a one-point lead over Pittsburgh. They have one game left. They've all played. They've both played 81 games. But if New York gets in, Ilya Sorokin is the kind of goaltender that can scare teams. That I think can put his team, if they're able to get that one or two goal lead, because they don't score a lot of points on offense, do the New York Islanders. But Ilya Sorokin, I think this year has passed maybe Vasilevsky in the best Russian-born goaltender. 
we know that Vasilevsky kind of holds off. Yeah, this year, this season, this one single season, he's passed, he's passed up Vasilevsky and he's passed up Shosurkin. Ilya Sorokin is that guy out of the Russian hockey system at goaltender that is the best option right now. He's going to have give you the chance to win the most games. Now, his team around him isn't near as good as the other teams that are in front of those other guys. So we're going to have to see what's what's going to happen in the playoffs. But right now, it's what they, we, it's what we they make the Islanders dangerous. It's what we talked about with Nashville, right? Saros had a hell of a year last year. Obviously, they didn't win a game in the playoffs. Obviously, they ran into a buzzsaw. So, run into a buzzsaw on us. Um, So, that's a little bit different. But they run into Boston first round. It's probably going to be a long day. (laughs) But, but like, like, like they, they, they can put the, like I said, Srokin will win you one or two games in the playoffs. Your offense is going to have to produce. Plain and simple. If it doesn't produce, like, I will, we're going to see hockey games in, in the West that are like five to three, like four to two. We may see one zero two one games in the East, like for, for a majority of the playoffs. Like it's it's going to be that close and that that physical. Yeah, and just looking over, and so the Atlantic held true. Boston, Toronto, Tampa. So Toronto and Tampa play in the first round. Boston will play either Pittsburgh or or New York. We don't quite know yet. Then you have in the Metro, Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers. And Florida has put themselves; they've clinched a playoff spot under. Matthew Kachuk and uh, just playing flat out harder than they've played all year. Pause on that. But the effort is now there. And Matthew Kachuk has willed his team to a playoff spot with 92 points on the season. They would play uh, Carolina as it stands currently because I believe they have a one-point lead over New Jersey in in the Metro. So whoever wins the Metro gets Florida. Whoever wins the Atlantic gets either New York or Pittsburgh. But those two, three matchups, just like we talked about with the Western Conference last year, last week, those two, three matchups are going to be where the, the boys are separated. You're not going to be able to have a faint heart watching those. People are going to get hit. You're going to see extracurriculars. There's going to be a scrum after every whistle, after every stoppage of play, because not only do all those teams have talent, all those teams play a certain style. They just want to muck it up in front of the goaltender. They don't want anybody to get a free pass. You're going to get hit. It's, I don't know if you watched the Battle of the Badge documentary yet. Well, we should talk about that too with the FDNY NYPD game coming up this Saturday. But it's going to be very similar to like one of the guys in that documentary said in the first 20 minutes, everybody's just looking to hit somebody. They don't even give a shit that the puck is out on the ice. First 20 minutes, you're just trying to establish who is the most dominant physical team. Once you get that established, then the rest of the game will play out from there. But I think those two, three matchups are going to be must-see TV. I don't know if the NHL needs me to give that big of an endorsement. I don't know if people are going to listen to it, but I am very interested in those matchups, especially in New Jersey, New York. And I want to see Toronto. I think it's it's the time. It's the time. It can't happen again. Last year, Jimmy. I said it last year. You, you said it last year. I didn't say it last year. So maybe if I say it again, we, we just got to keep throwing it, it out there. Whoever, one of us is going to win this at some point, I feel like. Or they're just not going to be. I think, right? I think. (laughs) I think we have to. You can't lose all of them, right? Be like in the casino. Oh, I know. I just lost fifty dollars in this slot machine, but it's going to hit next time, right? I'll get this right. It's it's going to hit. Come on now. No, I mean, that's that's my thoughts on the Eastern Conference. It's it's not as, it's not so much better like we were talking about over the West. The Western Conference is going to have almost all their playoff teams except for Winnipeg now. 
uh, Winnipeg or Nashville with over 100 points also. So the West is shaped up to be a fairly tough division, and you're getting performances out of teams you don't normally expect. But the East, I think it's everything that we expected. Boston is way better than I think anybody ever anticipated them being, especially because they started the season off so injured. But it's all who can come down and win those first 16 games once this week is over. That's We, we had to learn how to go through it last year. And I think, you know, teams are going to have to start hunkering down. And I guess that's that's a good way to go over and start talking about the Western Conference. And we're going to start with the Avalanche. I told you before we started recording, I know that you probably know, this is the first time that the Avalanche have had 200-point scorers on their team since 2003. Those other 200-point scorers in their franchise history, a guy named Joe Sackick and a guy named Peter Forsberg. Both have to be in Toronto in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So – Things have finished on a much more positive note than I think we we were maybe anticipating. Lekkanen not being much, out much there. Positive, much more positive. Lekkanen, Makar, and Manson not being out there. Those are those are very difficult pills to swallow at the moment. But everything else, hopefully, getting Landis got better. Everything else seems point. like it's falling into place, right? Like like it's gonna it's it's another situation where no one wants to play us. All right, no one wants to play this team. Playing sub, well, no one wants to play this team. Um, Seattle doesn't. Fucking uh, Edmonton doesn't. I mean, like it's it's a void. It's a void Colorado at all costs because the, the boys will be coming back soon. And like I said, what we've been seeing out of Morgan, we'll be seeing out of Nieto, Connor, JT Coffer, and company is like what, what we what we thought. What we worried about this year as opposed to last year was like the depth, right? Like how are those third, fourth line guys going to produce? And they've, like, like I said, they had that rocky start to the year where you had to take off the backs of Mac and Miko. But now that you're back in the swing of things, they know their roles. And those third, fourth line guys know their roles and know that, hey, we have a chance to do something big here. And, and, and all you have to do is play your eight, 16 minutes in the ice time, um, get some bodies, get some pucks on net, and, 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 and cause some trouble. That's exactly what they're doing, and, and and fucking Jack Johnson having three goals this year. What the fuck? Like I, I I I I yeah yeah Jack Johnson needs to be a better defender in general, but the fact that Jack Johnson didn't score all year, then all of a sudden he comes here and scores three goals. It's the it's the Bednar effect. It absolutely, is the Bednar effect, and I think it's going to help this team. And, and and like I said, that depth is just going to be even more beneficial when we get to when we get all the boys back. I think we need to remember last year, too, we ended the regular season playing nobody that started in the first playoff game against Nashville. Those guys that were starters against uh, whoever we played in the last regular season game did not they did not make the cut to dress in the playoffs. So things are going to change. It's going to be good. I want to say, too, I think that last year was the team getting their monkey off their back. This year was for the individual players to get their monkey off their back. Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen getting to that 100-point milestone and Miko Rantanen specifically getting to 50 goals and now blowing past 50 goals on the season. Those are two things that people have been like, well, he's basically, you know, he's basically an elite player. He almost scores 100 points. He nearly gets 50 goals. There's no nearly basically almost anymore. You are that guy. You have proven it. And I think you saw it open up in that San Jose game after Miko got 50 and he got 51, then he got 52. The gets just open. Like you start this streak and you hit it, you got to ride that wave. And I think that they're going to jump on, they're jumping on the wave at the right time. Um, in this central, they currently, as currently hold the first place spot at 104 points. They're tied as we're recording this on Tuesday. So you guys will already know whether or not they won. 
but it's tied midway through the second period, one-to-one against Edmonton, which is a very important game. Um, We'll talk about that once I get through the rest of the playoff teams. But Dallas, Minnesota are the three teams in the Central. Uh, Winner of that division will play Seattle because Seattle is locked into the number one wild card spot. Then in the Pacific, Vegas, Edmonton, L.A. Vegas has a two-point lead over Edmonton, so they want to win this game to keep pace. They also want to win this game for that extra advantage on the Avalanche, and whoever wins the Pacific will get either Winnipeg or Calgary. It's looking more and more likely that it's going to be Winnipeg because Calgary, they hate their – So Calgary just got – They hate it. Poor poor Nas. Oh, no, it's it's not Calgary. It's uh, Nashville. Nashville somehow still has the chance. They're not mathematically eliminated yet, but it's not. It's it's going to be Winnipeg. It's going to be Winnipeg, and Winnipeg is going to get swept by Las Vegas or Edmonton, whoever they play in the first round, because Winnipeg is not whatever team we thought they were in January. In January, they were the number one team in the Western Conference. (laughs) Now they're limping into the playoffs, but – now Hellebuck can't carry that much, that much weight anymore. He was. It's a lot of weight, and he's been carrying them for so long. They've never had anyone. Like, Line is supposed to be their star, and Patrick Line is not. He's a good player, but he's not like a star. And well, Line has been is like, for two years now, but, I yeah, I, he was supposed to be their guy. He's in he's in Columbus, bud. <laughs> he's been, no, I thought it was the other guy. Didn't they trade no, the other no. guy? No, they have Luke Dubois. Pierre Luke Dubois. Is, 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 uh, is the, that's, that's the name that I was thinking of. Luke that's Dubois, because I was just that's playing. But yeah, they don't have any fire yeah. offensive firepower, none whatsoever. So, like I said, it's going to be a long run. Unless Hellbuck might steal your game, that's probably about it. No, and the reason why this Edmonton game that's going on as we're recording this is so important, whoever wins, so the Avalanche will have the one seed in the Central. If it comes down to Edmonton and Colorado playing in the playoffs, Whoever wins this game basically secures their home ice advantage for that series because at that point, Vegas would be eliminated and Edmonton would be the highest remaining seed on that side of the bracket. It's weird how they do it. I'm going to try and keep everyone as up to date as possible. I finally get it in my head, but I don't have the capability to explain it yet. So just know winning tonight is imperative because, one, it puts you even further ahead on points because you still have the game in hand on Dallas. So you don't have to worry about tiebreakers or anything like that. And two, it it can be beneficial further on in the playoffs. So um, <clears throat> out of those teams in the Pacific or out of the teams that we could possibly play in the first round, how do you feel about having to play Seattle? Because there's I, a, I would love a question. Seattle. I, I would, would prefer Seattle. If I'm being honest with you, all, all, on all likeliness, like I – would much much rather prefer them. I it's it's not even a question out of all those teams. I um good for Seattle getting this far. That team is very young and very inexperienced. Very very inexperienced. So I I would would salivate at the chance to face Martin Jones in the first round of the playoffs. I would sal look. I love I love Grooby for what he did here. I would salivate at the chance to play Grubauer in the playoffs. Right. I would salivate at the chance of that. And then and and look, that's a series you can win her four or five games where you can get your rest for the big guys. In my opinion. In my opinion. Kings may give you a little bit more trouble. Um Winnipeg, Hellbuck can steal you some games. Uh fucking Martin Jones is not stealing anybody any games for anybody. I'm sorry. At this age, at, at this save the screen is not. Um if it was 2018, 2017, uh uh Fucking Martin Jones, we could have that conversation, but we ain't there anymore, bud. So I, I would salivate it. 
Well, I think uh, we're ready to move on to the NBA playoffs. Anything else that you want to touch on for hockey? It, it, what are the other options? It's right not, now, not necessarily any right? other. It's going to be Seattle unless we get the one seed overall. Then it would be Winnipeg or Nashville. Um, I no, I was just curious because that. Seattle, I mean, they have the, the vibe. If they win, whatever game they po- happen to win in the playoffs is their first playoff win in franchise history. When they host their first game, it's their first playoff game that they've hosted at their arena in franchise history. And sometimes – those can affect the team that either, I mean, you still might go on and stomp them, but yeah. you have to worry about, you know, weird shit happens in the playoffs. The puck bounces off the boards different ways, depending on the night that you're in in the arena. That's my only, yes, it's a very easy, it's much easier of a matchup skill wise. Like they have Andre Burakovsky, who honestly would be a third to fourth line guy on this roster with the Colorado Avalanche now. And he's a former Stanley cup champion. That tells you all the all you need to know about the difference in the talent level of these rosters. Yeah, the, the talent level is just – I mean, it's, it's night and day. Like, I, I love that Seattle got in the playoffs, that they were able to do this and and still be more relevant than some, some Canadian teams, which is very funny, and their second year of existence. But it's it's weird. Look, it, I'll give them one game. I'll get, I, I think they lose. They lose two here. I think maybe they win game three off of a high because of, of the first playoff game in that – not in that city, but in, in that in that um, indoor in an indoor game, right? Like they obviously – outdoor hot, outdoor games um, for the Seahawks are, are crazy, right? Outdoor Seahawks playoff games are crazy. And, and Supersonics, when they were good, they were crazy. I'm sure it will be nuts for, at the crack house. Uh, pause on that. Uh, young listeners, don't look that up. But I, I – I, they don't scare me in the slightest. Not not the slightest. That, that look, there's teams for the Nuggets that scare the snot out of me in the first round. This does not scare me at all. Uh, let's go ahead and transition over to basketball. NBA playoff talk is brought to you by SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app. Use code VSN. You get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. So be sure to check that out. If you want to get to a playoff game, SeatGeek would be a great opportunity for you to be able to. You live in Colorado. If you live somewhere where there's going to be playoff sports happening, check out Seed Geek on your first purchase. You get twenty dollars off when you use that code VSN. Help support us and help the Variety Sports Network. You said it already, so let's talk about it. Who are the teams that scare you for the Denver Nuggets? Who, by the way, clinched the one seed in the West for the first time in franchise history. So give them their flowers. They made it a lot more difficult than they needed to, but they did it. So they deserve some credit, but what? who are those teams that scare you? It was not pretty the last couple of weeks of the season, plain and simple. But if you told me before the season started that the Denver Nuggets would be the number one seed and that they'd be fully healthy going to the playoffs, I'd be like, let's fucking go. Right? That's 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 the thing here. Yes, the last couple of weeks fucking sucked. <laughs> it was not fun to watch. We were playing bad basketball, losing by 21 points to the fucking Houston Rockets. Shit sucked. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Shit sucked. But you fucking did it. You want got the one seed. You got yourself in a position to, 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 to the playoffs go through you. Everyone comes through you in the West. Obviously, the only team that you'd have to go on the road for would be – or it's teams that would you have to, have to go on the road for would be Boston and Milwaukee on the other side. Besides that, number one seed in the West, awesome. So the four teams in the play-in, obviously, uh, as we recording this, Lakers and T-Wolves are playing. Um, if the Lakers don't fucking win this game, I'm going to – 
There's two goals are some... up two going into halftime. It's about two eighteen left in in the second quarter. Oh my god! I, I... no, they were they were up by twelve too. I, I've been keeping tabs. We've been recording too. So, God, if we if we play the Lakers in the first round, I may have a fucking heart attack. I don't know how stress this is gonna cause me. Um, but I I. Like with, with when when it comes to these four teams, Minnesota doesn't scare me. Rudy Gobert punching his own teammate. You have Jaden McDaniel's punching the damn wall and breaking his hand. I mean, I mean, for fuck's sake, I don't know how t- Minnesota's winning this game um, currently with those guys out. But I look in my opinion, Minnesota's a better team without Gobert. <laughs> Plain and simple. But 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 I I uh, that idiocy from that team, they don't scare me at all. Um, fucking New Orleans. Zion still has no timetable t- time to return. Does Jose Alvarado give me a little bit of scare? Yeah, because he's just a little bit of a gnat. Brennan Ingram's a dog, but they're not ready for this. Um, and obviously, Oklahoma City, they're, they're young. They're not ready. They have a lottery pick because they have 500 draft picks in the next three years, so they could care less. This is just icing on the cake. So, so I, the Lakers scare me the most. That's I, I stated that I think last week's or last week's episode or or two weeks ago. Um, if they lose this first round game and they play on Friday night and and they they win against one of those one, either OKC or New Orleans and fucking are the eighth seed. Oh boy, I cannot wait to show up on Sunday and 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 in a packed ball arena with fucking Lakers fans again. I haven't. I look. I haven't experienced a fucking LA. First Denver playoff game since 2009, and that series gave me fucking nightmares for years. Okay, that 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 Anthony Carter passing the ball in, um, Kobe knocking knocking shot after shot against Melo, playing LA in the playoffs. Like I said, if you're gonna get the monkey out of the back, let's just fucking rip it off. If you're gonna rip it off, right? You're gonna probably have to play play the Suns in the second round. So if you want to get to where you want to be, you're going to have to probably face the Lakers, probably have to face the Suns, and then we'll see what happens with the rest. So I, it's, if, you, if you told me, look, look, this team looked unbeatable a couple months ago. Unbeatable. And, and, and right now, the last couple weeks have been shit, absolute shit. So, look, knock on wood that all this bad losing is out of their mouth now. But man, I God, it looks like we're gonna face the Lakers, and I'm fucking. I don't want to deal with it, Jimmy. I don't want to deal with getting in a fight every fucking home game in the playoffs because there's some. There's gonna be some idiot Lakers fans that are gonna piss me off. I just know there will be, and and, and I will not hold any bars back to Lakers fans. Uh, I'm actually that that is you know the Lakers being there. You got to slay the dragon to be able to get where you want to get to. I want to change gears slightly because I saw the the report. Dallas is being investigated for tanking. One, I don't know how that was their strategy. I don't know why you bring in Kyrie Irving. I thought Mark Cuban was smarter than this. Is anything going to happen? Like, is the NBA really going to find that the team – what is the NBA going to do if they find that they were tanking? Because are they actually going to – Look, look, they they were playing. I forgot who they were playing. I think it was maybe San Antonio or, or it was one of those Texas teams too. Um, and the Mavericks had a chance to still be in the play-in, right? The fucking OKC Thunder in the play-in, okay? And the Dallas Mavericks with two perennial All Stars starters, starters uh, uh, by the way, uh, two starters, Luke, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, two stars by the way, um, that, that 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 aren't in the fucking playoffs. Thank you very much. Thank you All Star team for not voting any of our guys in. Um, uh, still salty about that. But I, I look playing not playing Luka after the first. In all my opinion, it's, it's Dallas shooting themselves in the foot, right? 
I, you're being dumb yourself. You're showing Luca we don't give a fuck, right? That's the worst thing in the case scenario. Luca, Luca denied the rumors that he's going to request a trade and all that, but there's no denying that straight up, if there's one team he'd want to come play for, it'd probably be the Denver Nuggets, right? Like I, I can talk shit on my ass all I want, but but my God, I <laughs> there's one guy that he'd probably love playing with and be Nikola Jokic. Sorry, but Jokic ain't fucking leaving. Okay, he 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 is he is just fine living in that penthouse suite in in Denver and going back to Serbia during All Star or not All Star because he plays an All Star game, but during the summer, uh, he is just fine doing that. He is not going anywhere else. He'd rather fucking just play in Serbia. And Lucas seeing that and and being like, why the fuck am I? Why the fuck did you not stop playing me? This is a playing tournament. We can still make the playoffs. We can still make some noise. And they just and a team that was in the Western Cross Finals last year that punked the Suns in the playoffs, right? In that six game series where, or seventh game, um, seven game series where they just rolled them in game seven, and now not even in the play in. It's it, it's a colossal failure, colossal failure. They have uh, <clears throat> nobody to blame but themselves. I mean, they've built up so much bad karma oh, the other night that they. Well, yeah, and and that. He needs to burn a sage, like I said last week. But did you see that report that came out? They had Slovenia night, and Luca played a total of like ten minutes. They had all these people come in, be like, "Oh yes, they're celebrating our culture. It's Serbia night or Slovenia night. Excuse me, Slovenia night. I'm gonna get shot if I ever go to the Eastern Bloc." Is what I'm realizing. And I teach geography. This is fucking embarrassing. They had Slovenia night, and the Slovenian only played ten minutes. Doesn't I don't I marketing wise it makes you- sense. Mark Hewitt was losing his fucking mind. I, I I think he's mad more than anything. I think Lucas. Well, mad get the at right him. fucking coach and G. You're the owner. You own everything. You pay. Jason, you literally sign the checks. I think Jason Kidd is, is a halfway decent coach. I don't think he's a bad coach by any means. I think he's a great basketball mind. But my God, the fucking talent you've put around Luca. Look, we talk about the talent around Jokic. Jokic is an all-world player. That's why he's made the talent around him. But he's never played with an all-star. Luca, they traded for Kristaps. Porzingis fucking didn't work out. You traded for Spencer Dinwiddie and you got to the or Spencer Dinwiddie company um, in 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 Washington and you got to the Western Conference Finals and then you said fuck it, let's just try to jump ship again and not try to go through the process and just and just deal with it and be a uh, and go go get Kyrie Irving a locker room cancer to everywhere he's been. And and, and you think that's gonna work? If the Denver Nuggets, if the Golden State Warriors, if the Milwaukee Bucks have shown you anything over the last couple of years, it's that all four of these teams were at one one of the point one of the worst teams in the league. Like, like they were very very bad. Well, for the Warriors dynasty and after, in between the Warriors dynasty and the We Believe team, team was terrible. Team was t- no fun to watch. Monte Ellis was a fucking starting point guard. Team was no fun to watch. Milwaukee. Fucking Michael Red, I'm naming names off the gym he's never heard of before, right? Like these are all these are all teams that built, not bought. They're waiting till they're there. And, and and Dallas said, "Oh, hot name, Luca, right?" There's only one basketball. There's only one basketball. We said that with the Miami team, right? There's only one basketball. They figured it out. Said that with the Golden State Warriors team with KD. They figured it out. You don't have the ped- not championship pedigree those teams have. Not even close. So. Dallas, Dallas could be in trouble. That's all I'm going to say. Dallas could be in trouble. And look, I would not hesitate to trade for Luka Doncic. Anyone's on the table. Anyone. And, I, and anyone outside 1-5. Anyone. I would be willing to give up anyone. And then and that's that's enough said on that, on that subject. All right. Uh, I think it's time to switch over to the Eastern Conference. 
we know Milwaukee, one seed, number one overall seed in, in the entire NBA. Uh, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn, the play-in setup. Uh, Miami just lost to Atlanta tonight. So the Hawks, like you, you were telling me before we started recording, Trey Young was possibly going to be on the trading block, yet they won the play-in game. So they're going to be – If you win tonight, you play, you're in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, so, so Atlanta's in. They're the seventh seed. They're yeah. facing um, Boston, which is no easy task by any means. And then, and Miami now gets to host another home game against the winner of, I believe it's Chicago and Toronto. Um, Chicago and Toronto. So, so, I, I mean, it's it's Miami. Miami might be in trouble. <laughs> Miami might be in trouble. That's all I'm gonna say because. The heat culture is slowly fading away. And with Udas Haslam's last game, he was your second leading scorer in a game that you needed to win to try to get out of the play-in. Um, I it's 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 not looking good. Uh who do you realistically see coming out? Like who would you be willing to use bet bet us and, and say is gonna win this Eastern Conference and, and play whoever wins the Western Conference in the finals. I, I still think it's Milwaukee. I think Boston is, is a hell of a team, but I would be would be lying to you if I didn't think Milwaukee can run the table again. This seems fully healthy. Their depth is better than what it was last year. Much, much better than it was last year. Um they faced Miami the first round, a team that they swept last year, or not swept last year. Um they they, they played last year and played really well against or two years ago they swept, sorry. Um I, I think they can run through them. Boston against Atlanta. I think Boston can win that series in four. <laughs> Seriously, four or five. I don't think Atlanta can sniff a jock to Boston. Um, in terms of Philly, look, we have I have my thoughts about Philly. Um, but Brooklyn's Brooklyn's has nobody to, 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 to beat them, plain and simple. Philly's biggest test will be in the second round against Boston. Those, those two are on a collision course to face one another again. Um, in the playoffs, for, I think it's the second or third straight year. Um Cleveland is 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 the little bit of the unknown here because I like Cleveland's team, but I still think that the the Bucks can roll through them. So I I I I, I would hard pressed to pick anyone outside the Bucks. I do love I do I don't love Boston. But I do think that Boston has what it takes, but there's a lot of chatter and outside that locker room going around. There's there's chatter about Dame. There's chatter about Bradley Beal. There's chatter about trading Jalen Brown. This is a team that's number two in the West that at one point had the best record in, or sorry, number two in the East and had the one one point best record in basketball. And then they fell to the second best record to the Bucks. There's a lot of chatter going around in Boston that I don't, I like outside noise for that team. So I, I'm, I'm going to go Bucks because I think the Bucks are the most fair team out of these. I would, I would like to see Cleveland have success without LeBron, but I think it's just a year too early. I don't know if they're ready to win a playoffs, early, playoff series. Next year, if you move yourself to three or two, yeah, I can see you maybe making a, a mini run and seeing where it goes from there. It's tough. Like when you have the series sports, you basically – it comes down to talent. If it's one-game playoff, you have the chance for all this chaos. You can still have chaos. You can still have teams that get hot. Like Dallas really did surprise me last year. I didn't think that they were going to do anything, win any playoff series, and they ended up – all the way in the Western Conference Finals, so it does happen. Me too. I have them losing to the Clippers, right? I have yeah. them losing to the Clippers, and then first yeah. round, and, and then they come out, beat the Clippers, beat beat the Suns, obviously, and then lose to Golden State. That was a murderous row of teams, and they completely disbanded that team completely. <laughs> they they have yeah fallen fallen apart 
down the stretch. Um, anything else before we send the people off on this? Let, I gave my winners for the East. Let me give my winners for the West. I I think the Nuggets would go to six games with the Lakers. I think that 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 they'd beat Minnesota in five. They'd beat you. Uh, Oklahoma City in five, and I think they'd beat New Orleans in six. I think that's that's how I think it would go. I don't think we sweep any of those teams. This team's not ready for that. Memphis, they play the Lakers. I would be hard pressed to give the Lakers the nod here. I think I might give the Lakers a slight nod because of that backstory between Dylan Brooks and Shannon Sharp. That'd be just comedy, comedical hour. Um, if they play um, Minnesota, I think they win in four and five. Minnesota is so mentally weak. It's it's it's, it's it'd be chop liver for the Grizzlies. Golden State and Sacramento. That's a series that's oh boy, it's 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 the defending champs against the, at the time the longest drought in the four major sports history of playoff drought uh, being broken. And Sacramento's gonna be buzzing. And Golden State is a terrible road team. And I mean terrible road team. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't if I didn't say that, that the Warriors wanted wanted the Kings in the first round. <laughs> Everyone did. The Clippers did. The Kings did. They all wanted gold. Or they all or sorry, the Clippers did. The Warriors did. They all wanted the Kings in the first round. They got it. They got it. I think Golden State wins this series. I would love to see uh, Sacramento pull off an upset, which is weird to say for a three six matchup. But I'm gonna have Golden State here here winning because it's defending champs. I think it's just gonna make it more difficult. Um, and then the last one, Suns and Clippers. Clippers don't have PG. Um, Suns, Suns in four or five. Uh, not nope. Scratch what I just said. Um, I will never say the S and F and the number. This number that I'm holding up to the screen. I'm never saying that again until we beat them. Uh, but I think that they could win in that number one, two, three, and the number after three, um, or they could win in five. I think. I, I think that they can roll through this Clippers team. Um, Kawhi is going to be the piece, and you're telling me Westbrook at this point in his career is going to have to be the number two guy. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't trust it all. So the Suns, the Suns are scary with that addition of Kevin Durant. I just you got to bank on the fact that Chris Paul chokes in in the big moments. If you're hate praying on the Suns' downfall, I know I have you have a few friends. I have a few friends that are all Suns fans. There's uh, a good chance I'll probably, it, it, there's a good chance we play the Suns in the second round. I'll be in Phoenix too for a game. That's all I'm gonna say. That's yeah, all I'm gonna yeah. say. So. There we go. I we're we're gonna get more than some, the nugs and four. That's all I'm gonna say. It's of them nothing more than to fucking pay it right back. Not only are we going to get playoff action from Ball Arena, we might get road playoff action from Nico. So uh, I oh, think that's road, being on the road in the fucking playoffs is like no other. I did that for Chris in Miami when they play in San Antonio. Um, yeah, we got yelled at the whole fucking game. I did it when Chris played here in Denver against uh, Dallas, and, and we, we went to went to Dallas's arena, and um, fucking old grown ass men were yelling at me that I didn't know how to spell Chris's last name right on the back of my jersey. Um, yeah, road playoff games. Are exciting, except when your team gets their ass kicked. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm knocking on wood for you. I think it, it's going to be a good trip. We're ready for a lot of great playoff action. It's not going to be like it was two years ago where the Nugs and Avalanche were out of the we playoffs in eight straight games. Straight, yeah, or whatever it was. I'm not losing eight straight again. If we lose eight straight, I will riot. I will boycott. I don't know what I'm we going to do. We may need a two-month two, two break is all I'm going to say for the summer. We may need some cooling off is all I'm going to yeah, say. I don't think we'll it'll just happen. Start a, we'll have to start a new season if that happens. But 
Um, I think it's a good spot to leave episode 133. We will be watching all of the, the action playoff basketball will be starting here in the weekend. The playoff hockey will start next week. So we'll have another episode coming at you then. But for now, uh, be sure to follow us at FEOTB pod and be sure to follow our network at variety underscore sports underscore one more time before we leave. Want to mention the, the great sponsors that we have through variety sports network. Obviously uh, the ones that we mentioned seat geek, download the app code VSN. You get $20 off your first purchase. Download the BetUS app or go to BetUS.com. Use code VSN. And you'll get some free wagers to start your betting uh, career off with. And uh, we'll, we'll mention the other ones here as well. Just to wrap up the show. Row one brand code VSP15. Get 15% off anything in the art gallery. And Triple uh, A's treats. Use code VSN. 10% off the order. And finally, University Traditions, which is a new one. That's through our VSN College affiliation you get any uh mug or any kind of they, they make bat, bat mugs you've seen the bat mugs yeah, bat like mugs, yeah. yeah they bat make bat mugs, mugs in whatever college color sequ- sequence that you need so uh go, university traditions code vsn15 you get 15 percent off a discount did, on your order did our uh did our winner claim his prize Winner has not claimed prize yet. We are okay. still give him one still more searching. chance. Give him one more yeah. chance. We are still if, searching. If you're so again, or on Twitter, give one more chance, and we'll and we'll see. If not, that winner, that winner is uh, Cheap Seats Adam A. Creason or A. C. Reason eighty nine. A. Creason or A. C. Reason eighty nine. If you see this on Twitter, if you hear this through the podcast, uh, reach out via DM, and we'll make sure that we get you your shirt and gift card for winning the uh, 2023 March Madness Challenge. That's, I think, all of the business notes that we had. We had a lot more this time. Uh, Nico, we we are ready to have another week. We don't have any major events happening. This is kind of like our lull in between, but things are very much picking up. We are, we are, it's like, the, it's the night before Christmas. It's, it's the night before, it's the week before um, NBA playoffs. Well, obviously, Nuggets play Sunday, even though it's this week. Yeah, I get it, but it's a long ways away. And, and as obviously playoffs next week. So it's the week before Christmas, plain and simple. Like that, that's the best way to put it. We're, we're just itching for it. Like, like this is only an hour and 15 minute episode. We're itching for it. We're itching to talk about the Nuggets and the Lakers. We're itching to uh, versus each other. We're itching to talk about Seattle. Seattle and the abs, the first round. Um, we need it. We need it. So um, we're almost there. We're almost there. I need it in my life. Um, and, and you guys need us in your lives as well. So we appreciate everybody reaching out. Be sure to continue to follow, uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend about us. Uh, we'll be back again next Thursday with another episode. But from myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, this has been episode 133 of the far end of the bench. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you guys next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.